Hi, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain what is going on in the wide world of teenagers. So first off today, some updates, because I have gotten some emails at my email address, elizastarting at gmail.com, and we'll discuss emails later because I have a lot of feelings about email, but it's been really great to hear, especially in response to my last episode, in which I discussed how the weather makes me feel terrible sometimes, or great. In fact, right now it is gloomy out, and I am trying my very hardest not to be bummed by it, but I got a lot of emails where people said, oh my gosh, me too, it is horrible. And in fact, one person, Hayden, sent me an email which was totally amazing because they said that Cartoon Network series Over the Garden Wall makes them feel really bummed because it's so dark. And for me, that is so ridiculously true. I tried to watch shows, but if they are really dark and have a background that's dim, I just, I can't. I find it so inherently depressing and even cheerful movies, I just can't deal with them if the background is too gray and muted colors. Um, in fact, there's a show that I was going to talk about called Animals on HBO, which is a cartoon show about basically about animals in the city. And cartoon, though it may be, it's really inappropriate, so this is not me suggesting, like, here's a fun new show to watch with your various family members. Um, but it's from animals living in the city, and it's rats or cats and mice and pigeons, and it's really, really funny, but the way it looks is just so gray that I can only watch so much at a time because it really just affects my mood. It's pretty bananas how much it changes how I feel. So if anyone else besides me and Hayden feels that way, um, please email me at Eliza starting at Gmail because it's so bananas. I've always tried to explain that to other people and they're like, what are you talking about? It's just a show. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's so dark. It's so dark. It's so dark. I just can't. It just makes me disturbed inside. So thank you so much, Hayden, because amazing. I mean, terrible for us, but amazing to know that you feel that way too, and I'm sure other people do also. And in addition, Elizabeth, who I've been emailing with, hello Elizabeth, told me at her school and in her friend group, they have Sinstas for secret Instas instead of Finstas, which we call fake Instas. And I've explained Finstas multiple times, actually, I think in the past. You can go back to my episodes and re-listen. I think I talked about it in the first one or second one. But she and her friends have Sinstas too, so it's great to know I don't know where I don't know where Elizabeth lives, but it's really interesting to know that it's not just a my school thing, it's not just a my grade thing or a my friend group thing. It's widespread. So that's super cool. Who knew? So I love getting emails from you guys. Thank you so much. You're all so nice. It just makes me smile. Again, it's Eliza starting at gmail.com. But on the subject of emails, that is something that I it doesn't really fit in a category or a segment, but I have a real issue with email. Ever since I got one when I was in like sixth grade. I have so much dread about opening my emails, even if it's something that doesn't look important or even if it is something really important, especially then, I just have so much trouble making myself log in, making myself log into the various ones I have because I have the podcast email, which I actually really like opening, so that's kind of an exception. But my school email and my regular email are just such a source of dread and it's not even the responding it's not even looking for bad emails I just can't it just makes me so stressed out I'm like what am I gonna see am I gonna have to deal with scheduling or someone's gonna be angry at me it's totally irrational there's no reason why I should really feel that way and there's no reason why I should avoid doing it and every time I avoid it it just gets worse and then it looks like you're some person who doesn't care enough to respond which is totally not the case I just often look and it doesn't occur to me to respond or it doesn't occur to me to open it 
or I'm just so like filled with dread at the concept of opening my emails that it's it makes it really frustrating for people around me and I'm so sorry if you're one of those people please know I'm trying my hardest it's just so hard and maybe it's because I'm used to text so I like seeing it right there and when I can't see it instantly it fills me with a sense of like foreboding or maybe it's because since I'm used to text, all the important things come by email, and the important things tend to be the things you read most of all. So maybe that's why. But if you are my age or not my age, whatever you are, how, do you feel that way? Because I just, I can't, I it, even if it's something unimportant, I just feel so much dread, especially now that I'm getting emails from colleges, and that's really important to open because they track what you open. But it's just still so stressful. So if you feel that way, please let me know. I'd love to know that I'm not alone and some weirdo. And adults are always like, oh, you kids, you live by your email. But no, I, I mean, personally, I don't. I hate opening my email. I get stress every time I feel my phone vibrate from it. So maybe that's just me. But while we're on the subject of things kids are into, which I guess is the subject of my whole podcast, so there's no surprise there, something that frustrates me is how inaccurately we're represented in media. Not in like an, oh, they shine a bad light on us way, although that happens too, but almost in the way where it's like, people my age don't type like that. People my age don't use their technology that way. Like a lot of the time in a magazine or something, they'll be, their audience will be teenagers, but they just don't know how we actually use our technology. They think, they say like, ooh, flirt via Snapchat by, you know, drawing a little doodle of you two together and draw it on your hand and whatever. And I'm like, that's not at all what we would do. They don't really understand how people my age go about putting technology into our daily lives. And I understand that there's that difference. Even for someone who's like 10 years older than I am, I'm sure there's a difference between how they use their technology and how we do. It often hinders my ability to enjoy reading or watching something because I'm like, oh, it just they just dropped me because now I no longer feel like I'm actually reading something from the perspective of a teenager because no teenager would ever spell something totally out only using like text lingo or no teenager would type that formally or people wouldn't do this by email people wouldn't do this by snapchat people wouldn't do this on facebook this just isn't real life and honestly i would really love to try to consult with people who are creating this media for people my age or around my age just to make their product better because i think it can be really hard to understand what we do because we're so you know enigmatic and mysterious but we want to enjoy things just as much as you want to sell them to us and for me i'm much less likely to love watching a TV show like Pretty Little Liars, let's say. I had I tried to watch it, but I often had a hard time because I was like, this just isn't how we would behave. This isn't how we would use our media. This isn't how we talk. So you really can't believe that these people are in high school or really young adults because they just don't behave the way we do. So it really highlights the fact that they're like 30-year-olds pretending to be 17-year-olds. So I would love to try to help with that because I'm sure it's as confusing for them as it is frustrating for us. And I know that companies work really hard to try to figure out how to relate to us best. And I, and that's a noble effort, but I think there's no way to do that unless you have an actual 17, 18 year old on your side trying to help you out. Even they can't quite figure out how we use them. So I think that's a big, big opportunity that's being missed by people who are trying to reach out to us. You need someone who actually understands on your side. And that's part of what I'm trying to do with this podcast, but I can't do that as specifically on the podcast as I do when I'm trying to explain to my parents or my aunt, who's a TV writer, 
what exactly doesn't quite fit and shows the machinery behind what we're trying to watch or read or listen to. So that is one thing that I'm over. And now for something I'm obsessed with, which I'm obsessed with animals on HBO, as I said before. I love it. It's really funny. But the grayscale is something I kind of can't handle, so I can only watch so much at a time before I start to feel all uncomfortable and weird inside. But that's a very specific problem, so if you like funny animals talking and being really rude and acting like humans, but it really makes great use of all the opportunities they have for comedy based off the ways animals live and what animals provide as material. So I think it's really, really funny. And another thing I love came out before I think I was even born, but it's on Hulu and I've started watching it, is Sports Night, which is super, super funny, really cute and heartwarming and surprisingly very social issues -y. It's just about a group of people, a group of pals, producing a late night sports show and it's really sweet and funny and I've been binging on that recently. It's just, it's very heartwarming. It counteracts all the feelings that I feel when I watch the animals and that darkness. So it is great and super cheery so I would definitely recommend that. I think all of it should be on Hulu right now. So that is that for this week and come back in seven days because who knows what we'll be into by then.